Welcome to Walker Ministries, where we believe in one new man, one in Yeshua. Amen. The middle wall of partition has been destroyed. We have access now, boldness, to the throne room of God. Amen. By his spirit. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What you got for us, ma'am? The glory. Mm -mm -mm. We're still in the glory. He won't let us out of the glory. I don't want to get out of the glory. <laughs> Surround us. Carriers of his presence. And that's every believer is to be a carrier of the presence of God. Mm. You are to carry the presence of the most high God, your creator, the one that created the heavens and the earth. You're to carry his presence. You are the Ark of the Covenant. You are that sacred temple and where he dwells and where he lives and he has taken a boat and you, you are that gathering place where the Holy Spirit, the Shekinah, the Kabod comes and take residence. You are the Ark of the Covenant. You're the carrier of the word of God. You hold inside of you the holies of the holies. You hold inside of you the outer court and inner court and the most holy of the holies. The Ark of the Covenant. The presence of God. Of Elohim. As carers of the presence of God, we have inherited a recessive trait in our DNA. And that's his divine nature. And its function really is this, is to imitate your father. That's the function of that recessive trait mm. that's in your DNA. That's right. Is to imitate your heavenly father. This is why when we come to him, we are without excuse. Because you're no longer of the world anymore. You, you're no longer born of your mother, your earthly mother or your earthly father. You have no more excuses as to why you are not a victor, why you're not a success, why you don't have a sound mind. It's he said, I've given you my mind, my, my peace, my shar shalom. My, I've given you peace and not peace of this world, but my peace, which surpass all of your all understanding. understanding. That when things don't sound right, look right, make any sense, you see things now that look upside down to be upside right when mm -hmm. you hear and receive the word of God. Amen. Amen. You are carers of the word of God. His presence. So as his offspring <laughs> we have his spirit and we are heavily influenced by the spirit of prophecy. You are his offspring. You are his beloved children. You no longer carry the DNA of your earth parents anymore. <laughs> you have no excuse as to why I'm acting just like my mother, my father, or an uncle. That when he came or she came around, or auntie, 
that I don't want to be like that person anymore. I, I, they say I act like my uncle, I act like my auntie, unless it was something positive. Mm. Because what he does, he put his super on your natural. The total of what your, your knowledge is, he doesn't throw away, it's kept. What is good to keep, you keep. And put the supernatural on it. We are carriers of God's presence. An offspring, a beloved child of God. Amen. Beloved. This is why you don't look to beloved. Because you have been beloved by God himself. Mm-mm-mm. This is why you're searching to be loved. I'm searching to be loved. Someone to beloved me. Mm. And you still find yourself coming up short because they don't know how to love. Because they are not love. He is the very essence and source where love comes from. Mm. You are El, beloved of your father. Elohim. <laughs> Elohim. Hashem. Come on, we can keep going. Hashem, our, our great God, our king. The creator of the universe. That created the invisible as well as the visible. And you host him inside of you. You carry him inside of him. He is the host that's inside of you. Rahaj. That dominates you. If you yield yourself to his will. Mm -hmm. He will dominate your life. He so will. He will dominate, take over, take reign and rule from within you. I don't know how to fix this. Every time something comes up, my mouth is not right. Oh, how come I'm this way? Or how come I'm that way? Or why is he or she like this? Because if they're saved and they have not allowed God, their creator, to dominate them. In that heart. Then you're still living as the old man. And you don't understand the relationship with the father. And you have been beloved by him. We are without excuse when we come to our heavenly father. We can't say uh, I am without. He said I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. We can't say we're poor anymore because I died so that you would be rich. You have been infused with divine power to overcome any situation, circumstance that you will ever face. My goodness. I told you he gave you the power and his love. <laughs> we're talking about that. You're a carers of his presence. Feel the need to come closer. I'm coming closer. <laughs> you're under the influence of the spirit of prophecy it influences you to prophesy to your situation the word of God influences you when you, you see things that doesn't feel right or look right the word of God causes the spirit of prophecy to influence you to speak and frame what you don't see. 
to bring it out of eternity into time because it is now what don't you see that you see they see the circumstance what don't you see that you see because when we say that I'm without you still see yourself having So say, speak what you don't see that you do see. (laughs) Come on now. When we hear the word of God, for us, it's upside down. So we try to make sense of it and make it upside right. There you go. This is why when you hear the word of God, it's like a wheel in the middle of a wheel. What does that mean? And as his apostles say, let's speak plainly. Really, he did. It's you and your carnal mind trying to perceive what's spiritual. This is why you're trying to turn something that's already upside right, upside down. (laughs) The word is already upside right. (laughs) The carnal man is upside down. There you go. Why then are we, if we're carriers of the presence of the Lord why aren't we hearing from God I, I asked that I said we if we're carrying your presence why can't we hear from you you're designed to hear exactly we are designed to hear and if he's living inside of us we should be hearing from him but we're in the same era that Samuel and Eli were in Over 2,000 years ago, we're in the same era that they were in. When it comes to prophecy and the presence of God. I just want to give you a little background on our foundation scripture. It is 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1 through 10. And during those times, there was a rarity of fresh revelation of Elohim. And there was no widespread of the general gospel. So there was a rarity of fresh revelation of the word of God. Just like now, it's hard to find a balanced gathering. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I won't say church because mm-hmm. we, are the, we are the church. We are the church. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible to come across a balanced gathering. There are off on something and why because the word of God is not being taught from a revealed word it's still logos word so when you hear the word of God it's just a written word of God it's not living it's not living because the man and woman of God when they're teaching it they have not received revelation so it's no revealed word to share what we've been considered to be deep Oh, say that, Pastor. Say that. Oh, that was deep. Was it deep? Why is your life not looking deep? Love your neighbor. That's deep. Well, that's deep. And what happens is that our minds been getting high on man's flattery flattery and entertainment of handling the word of God. Mm -hmm. Not simply saying what God has said. It takes a consecrated life. A disciplined life to hear from God. 
It can't be for any personal gain. Go ahead. So here in, in Samuel, just to give you a little mm -hmm. breakdown what's, what's happening, is that um, the people didn't have any vision. They, they didn't have vision. They didn't receive genuine prophetic revelation from God. And this is the same as today. There are many spiritual leaders who are, are not teaching or are sharing the word as a revealed word of God to the people of God. So they're not advancing. They're not growing. And what's happening is that they are becoming a people when they hear the word of God, the word has no value and is irrelevant. But they're in routine mm -hmm. and to go into the gathering. I'm, getting up, I'm going to church today. So you come and you hear the word, but it has no importance to you. It's irrelevant. And the, if the word of God is irrelevant, that means something else is relevant to you, right? That's right. What's relevant to us is what's going on in my home, my situation, my life. Your idols are what's relevant to you. My job, my car, my things. That's what's relevant to me. What's not relevant is the tabernacle, the, the place, the temple, the serving, a servant, being a servant is irrelevant. Somebody else will serve. Somebody else will vacuum the floor. Someone else will give. I'll give when I get ready. I don't have right now. Someone else will do what I should be doing. We all should be doing as servant. I'll decide to serve when I feel like serving because right now the word of God is irrelevant and has no value. <laughs> so Samuel, first of all, who was Samuel? Samuel was, first of all, the, the, the son of Hannah. And Hannah was a woman where she was really teased because she was considered to be a woman who was barren, couldn't, couldn't birth to bring forth children. Mm -hmm. So with Hannah, what happened with her is that she would go to a place of worship and she would go where the high priests were even at and why they were worshiping God. But they were worshiping God religiously. They were worshiping God religiously. And when she went, she went with a deep anguish and pain of a petition of prayer that she had for God. And she, when she began to pray, her mouth was moving, but nothing came out. This is how deep the prayer was. Is that she was feeling so much anguish and pain that no audible sound came out of her mouth. This is how she was praying. Do any of you have any type of situation to where there's no words that can go to it? There's no audible sound that I can put to this prayer. Hannah had that type of prayer. And she went on her knees before the high what? priest, she went, she went on her, on her knees, her knees mm -hmm. before the high priest with a intense, fervent, anguish-type prayer. And when she opened her mouth, no audible words came out, but she prayed. Mm -mm. That's that prayer with no other. I got you. She prayed. There was no sound at all. I mean, there was no moaning, no groaning. There was no moaning and no groaning, but she was praying just as intense as anyone who was screaming on the top of their lungs. And she said, Lord God, if you would bless me with a son, 
I will give him back to you to serve you for the rest of his days. My goodness. Her, even her petition of prayer wasn't even really for her. Because I'm going to give him back to you. Good God. To serve you. <laughs> I'm, I'm really birthing. I want to birth you a servant. Good God. I want to Woo! birth you a servant. Yeah. I want to birth you a priest. Mm. Good God. So as she began to pray, no words coming out, no sound coming out. The chief priest, which was Eli at the time, he said, Hannah, why are you drunk so early? <laughs> Holy Spirit was on her. She said, I drink if not. Mm. She said, I come and I'm making a vow before my God. God Almighty. And my vow is if, if he will give me a son. I will give him back to him for the rest of his days to serve my Lord. And she said to serve my Lord. She was talking to Eli because Eli was the chief priest. So this is really a, if you stick with me, you'll see the comparison of us serving God and Samuel serving Eli. Eli being the chief high priest. Amen. Amen. Types and shadows in the Old Testament. So the name of Samuel meant this. Because I've asked the Lord for him. Her prayer was because I asked the Lord for him. Samuel. His name. So in your prayer, you have to have something tied to the word of God. It can't be just for you. It has to be to advance the kingdom of God. Everything has to be kingdom-minded. Everything. I don't just need a job. Even your money. I need to have seed. Amen. So I can advance the kingdom of God. That blew me away. His name meant because I've asked the Lord for him. Samuel. And see, and today, we don't go and name your seed, but my prayer would be <laughs> that you have someone in your spirit that because... I ask the Lord for this. Whatever this is today, because I ask the Lord for this, I know he's going to give it to me. Amen. And she did barren for years. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, she ended up having, I believe, uh, three boys and also a daughter. And back in that day, it was looked very Shame. bad. Mm -hmm. Shame, you know, upon the woman who couldn't bear kids. So who was Eli? Eli... Well, as we talked about, it, he was a, the high priest at that time. He also was a judge, and he ruled for about 40 years. But he had no real relationship with God. He never received any revealed word from God. The priest. The priest. The high priest. That everybody came to for word. The mega church. Okay, he didn't receive a revealed word from God as a carrier of the presence of the Lord. So keep in mind that mm. Hannah decided to go ahead once um, Samuel had uh, weaned off of her. She was able to, ready to give him to the Lord, as she said. And that was she was given to Eli to raise in the temple with the high priest. Mm -hmm. To learn how to serve. I want him to be disciplined and serving the Lord. Mm. 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 Took him into the, the temple and, and so he served simply by Opening the door 
closing the door, looking after Eli as he got old. And he laid close in proximity with Eli. And keep in mind that where he laid and went to sleep at and where Eli was at, there was very close. And when he called him, he would hear him because he was old in age and he needed to be cared for. Serving, learning how to serve. Pastor. No, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's just giving me confirmation in that dream. Amen. So, and this is the same way it was then, is that with the, the Ark of the Covenant, it was known to be placed in or positioned in shallow. And this was considered to be a place to where the Ark was positioned, laid. That's where it was. And so now, in close proximity, they would build what would be an apartment or whatever, and the high priest would live close, mm-hmm. uh, close by the Ark of the Covenant, right. the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So you can see here Samuel with Eli being close in proximity, again, with the presence of the Lord. Him being some type of figurative, you know, you know person to be the Lord, but at that time the high priest. And so what's going on through this is that first of all, we talk about Eli's name. Before we uh, go any further, we're going to read the foundation scripture. His name, Eli, means, his name means my God. My God. Eli. Eli means my God. But you have to do, when you do this deep study, I realize, first of all, Eli is spelled E-L-I. But let's go to Matthew, the gospel of Matthew and Jesus on the cross. Matthew. So when he's on the cross, and before he gives up the ghost, uh-huh. what does Jesus say? He said, Eli, Eli, lama shabatna. What he's saying here is that, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm. Everything played out, being prophesied, being fulfilled. We don't see that in the word. It's being fulfilled. That's his name. He was the fourth son of Aaron. He was obviously in a Levitical priesthood. And what was, you want to talk a little bit more about just his family. He had some sons, and, and they lived a very uh, reckless life. Mm. And he somewhat rebuked them, but he, he didn't follow through. So he brought some calamity on his entire generation by that. Mm. So let's go on. It's about training up your children the way that they should go. And if we are considering ourselves to be carers of the presence of God, we have to ensure that we are living a consecrated, separated life for Christ. And I often say, when that's when it says train up the child the way they should go, which implies you know the mm-hmm. way to go. That that's means fine. you are leading your family. Mm-hmm. Men, that means you are leading them. Hello? Yeah, I'm okay. quiet. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. <laughs> he said, parents, that you're, you're, and she's watching while I'm leading. She's seeing the things that I can't see. Why I'm leading. Train them up in the way that they should go. Implies you know the way. Okay? Don't be the, the one, uh, go to the store and get my cigarette, but I'm telling you don't smoke, but I'm smoking. I'm wow. telling you to go to church, but I don't go to church. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you to pray, but you don't pray. You understand what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> Al, you have 1 Samuel 3, verse 1 through 10, New Living. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel serving the Lord by assisting Eli. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. Mm. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. 
The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel! Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time. And once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Mm. So Samuel went back to bed. Mm. And the Lord came and called us before Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. My God. We are carriers of the presence of the Lord, and we should be hearing from him. Amen. This is what this topic is really all about, is that you are carriers of the presence of the Lord, and you should be hearing from him. So, and the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. What he was doing was ministering to Eli, but he was doing a indirect ministering to the Lord under direction of Eli. So he, he was actually performing a, a dual servitude to the chief priest mm-hmm. and also to our Lord and Savior. He, was, he had a dual purpose. So what you do here in the natural credits you in the spirit. Amen? What you do here naturally and serving is recorded in heaven. It is. He was serving the high priest and he was serving his creator under the guidance of Eli. And the word was precious in those days. The word was very valuable in those days because it was really, really shared in openness. As in, there was no open vision. That means publicly, there were no accredited prophets speaking. Mm-hmm. You didn't see them as you would see them all claiming now. They're all over the place. They're everywhere. It said, and it came to pass at this time that Eli, he, w- he laid down in his place. And what's going on here, they talk about the lamp of God, and, and there was a manure always burning. And so it would let you know that was sunrise had came. So when sunrise comes, the light of the manure actually go out, is blown out. Um, and so what, what's going on here is that Eli and also Samuel, neither one could perceive that the Lord was speaking. The high priest, nor the one that's serving the high priest, knew that it was the Lord speaking. Eli, I keep telling him to go back to bed. I didn't call you. Then he says, then the servant, this is what they did. They worship. They worship. They cleaned the temple. They did all of the religious things that Christian people do. Mm, Go ahead. But we're not hearing from God. They worship. We say that they worship. They they praise pastor. They 
They did all this and they prayed. Yep. But they said that, but he really didn't know him. They're not talking about because of his youth. Mm -mm. He didn't know him. He didn't know or could perceive the voice of the Lord. Well, they said, and Joey said that God speaks, yes, once, twice, that man doesn't perceive it. Mm -hmm. So he's really just, exactly. It, exactly, yeah, but it comes to it being the revealed word. Mm -hmm. They are used of having church. What they had not got acquainted with Go was God himself. Mm. They were very acquainted with church. Worship is where you will get to know him. Well, go ahead. See, and they were obviously worshiping, but not in, in spirit and, and truth. Because so. it said they worshiped. It said they prayed and they praised. They did all. And they said they were committed to that. This is right. what they did every day at a certain time. But when God spoke, they couldn't hear. And you were designed to hear. Amen. So the fourth time, because they had called him three times, and after that, he told him to go back to bed again. So the fourth time, you know, Eli said, well, you called you this time. You know, it's the Lord. Go and answer. Mm -hmm. I'm not calling you. So when he says, Samuel, Samuel, this time is a little different. It was a soft voice, but it called him twice, Samuel, Samuel. Mm -hmm. And he said, yes, Lord, this is your servant. I hear you. I'm your servant. He had to acknowledge the relationship first. And he didn't say here, he said, I'm listening. Because here and listening is different. That's right. Because here in Hebrew is samah. It means to listen. Mm -hmm. So he said, I'm your servant. He said, speak. I'm listening. Speak, I'm ready to comply. comply. There you go. Do. Speak, I'm ready to obey. Mm. Speak, I have committed. I'm listening. Mm, mm, mm. So what's not happening is that people come to the gathering, but they're not listening. They're hearing. And hearing does not require for you to do anything. Hearing just requires you just to sit there and, you know, passively just receive information. Mm -hmm. Versus listening Listening requires action. He said, I'm your servant and I'm ready to do whatever you have me to do. Just speak, Lord. Just speak, Lord. Amen. It's like when uh, Paul was on the road to Damascus mm -hmm. and he got knocked off and he asked him, he said, what would you have me to do? Mm -hmm. First thing he asked, what would you have me to do? And sometimes we get in relationships and we tell people, you, you don't, you're not hearing me. The person hear you, they're not listening. That's right. They hear exactly what you're saying. You tell your kids, don't you hear me? They hear you, but they're not listening. They're right. not complying. Okay. They're not receiving. Mm. For you to listen, you have to receive. That's right. Mm -hmm. And at the last part of uh, the scripture at 10, it says, And the Lord came and stood and, and called, as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. And it said, The Lord came and stood. A lot of times we think, okay, I'm, I, I saw this image and this and that. What happens is this. is that, and we're going to talk about the two dimensions of glory, Shekinah and the Kabod, is that what happens different from the Shekinah versus the Kabod is that the Kabod comes over and stands so heavily over you, it feels like someone just walked up to me and stood, and I, I, can, mm. I can see 
I can see. So this is why sometimes you say, I, I saw this, and I, and, and, but I couldn't make it out. What, what, you, what your spirit experienced was the kabod that came there and stood right in front of you. And so you heard and you saw in the spirit. This is why we can't, we can't describe, BK, is that the kabod comes over and stands over you, and it feels just like a person that's standing there yep. in front of you. And I saw, and I heard, I heard the Lord come and stand before me. The kabod, that glory, not, not the shekinah. The shekinah was the, the cloud that followed him through the day and the fire at night because it said in the temple that, the Shekinah was always there. All throughout the day, the Shekinah, the cloud of glory was always there. He said, even, he said then at night, he said, my fire would burn inside the temple. Mm-hmm. So uh, my glory would take on these different, you know, manifestations for you. He said, but that's not the glory. That's not a dimension to where I'm going to speak out. It is my kabod. That I come and I stand before you and you hear and you see. <laughs> Teach. But hold on. Where did he come? He came in where? In the tabernacle? In the tabernacle. He came, in, he came into the, the house, right? Mm-hmm. He came into the, where, the, where the presence was housed. It is in the tabernacle, Pastor. Mm-hmm. It is his meeting place. You are his and meeting place. And know you not that you are the what? The temple mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You don't know that. He's now, coming. You know what? Mm-hmm. It's known, but it ain't revealed to him. Yes. Because if it was revealed to him, the revelation, they wouldn't act the way they act. Yeah, it's okay. When it comes to a situation. Yeah, it's okay. This, this is why the teaching is coming That's about. Why it's coming in is there. This, <laughs> I'm just telling you, I had, to get this, I had to get it myself. Yeah. See, he said, this is what had to happen. The kabod had to happen, verse 10. And the Lord came and stood and called as at often the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered and spoke and said, yeah. For thy servant heareth you. Yeah. Yeah. The kabod, the glory. <sighs> that dimension of the glory. Not the cloud. Mm-mm. Not the fire by oh, night. Yeah, but the kabod <laughs> that came and I heard him. He came and he stood and he spoke. And I heard, I heard him and I said, I'm your servant. Speak, Lord. I'm mm-hmm. listening. Carries of the presence of the Lord. Guys, didn't give me much time, but I'm going to work what I have. Work it. Work it. (laughs) Work it. There's no time, no space in the spirit. Work it. So our uh, supporting scripture is this. Romans, uh, yeah, 16, (laughs) verse 27, 24 through 27. Romans 16, verse 24 through 27. And this here is going to take you into really either the revealed word of God, what's supposed to be happening when you hear the word of God, it not being the, the logos word, it being the living word. Amen. Amen. This here is going to break all of the barriers and everything that has been hindering you from seeing and hearing supernaturally. And I'm going to tell you this, there's nothing deep about hearing supernatural. Oh, yeah. We think we have to go find all these books, hearing from God, and you know, get go and see the prophet of the prophet of the prophets. That, you know, because, you know, and then they say stuff that you don't even understand. That's not God. You speaking like you've been incarcerated for a while. You come, you know, to kick all your 
little knowledge from being, you know, incarcerated. No one understands you but you. That's not the kind of <laughs> word this is. This is going to be a real simple. God is, he's real simple and he's really direct because he wants you to get it. Amen. Amen. And so it's nothing deep about hearing from God. And I'm going to show you this. They make it deep. They try to make it like it's Because we've been trained. That's right. That is so deep. And I only told you, you are designed to hear from God. Mm-hmm. That's why you have a conscience. That's right. Uh-oh. That's why you have a conscience. <laughs> you are designed to hear right. from God. Amen. <laughs> and I think, uh, I don't know what's me or I don't know what's me or was it God? <laughs> Come on, Lord. You're going to help us. What the problem is that you can't discern. Right. That's the issue. All right, mm-hmm. Al. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery Mm. which was kept secret since the world began Mm -hmm. but now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. To God only wise, be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. That's it right there. Okay, so, so what is like, what did he say? Now, that was deep. Now, what did he say? What, what did he say? That was deep, right? I mean, do you really get what he said there? It, to my spirit, it sounded very good. <laughs> I, I fed off it. I mean, because that's, that's my, I love this. We know you, Pastor. We, we Mysteries yeah. that were hidden before. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> So the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ mm. be with you all. So be it. Starts off with this. Mm. May the power and the ability of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. <laughs> so be it. Mm. Man. He's starting off with this. <laughs> May the ability, the power, the might, the dominion, the rule, the reign of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. So be it. He says all that to go here is that now to him that is a power to establish you according. He said now that he who is able. That's good to say that. Mm-hmm. Now to he who is able. Now to God who is able mm-hmm. to keep you from falling. Oh, see there. Ah, the only and to present God. you faultless before the father. Could present you faultless. Mm-hmm. Present you faultless. My goodness. Because he just now have given you grace to do that. Exactly. He just graced you with all ability, all was natural and supernatural, to overtake, overthrow the enemy because you have his recessive trait in him. Now to him, he Hmm. says, he's talking about the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery. What mystery? Hmm. And which was kept, this secret was kept from the very beginning Mm -hmm. of ages. Paul said, even from the beginning up to now, he has allowed me, and I'm privileged to share with you. That's right. The mystery, he says. Revealed to him. (laughs) Revealed to me. Come on. To share to this generation. (laughs) Maybe they don't understand that. Oh, we're going to get into it. That it was hidden for ages. Ages. He said, from the very beginning. Before the foundation of the world were framed, he said, this secret was hidden from the world. So, 
Satan don't know this. Mm-hmm. While he's there reflecting the glory in his presence, probably the first thing he ever created was Satan. I'm just saying, it's hidden. He didn't even know. Because if the princes of this world would have known, they would have, what? Come on, finish it. That's right. I mean, I could go. It, what is that mystery? Yes. What is that mystery that was hidden? Now can, you, I, can I say it? No, you okay. can't. <laughs> so Ooh. let's go to Ephesians. Come on, need you work your Bibles. Come on, work it. Work it. Ephesians work your uh, 3, devices. 1 through 10. Y'all on the grid now. Come on, work it. It's a <laughs> Y'all learn about that on Friday. This is a New Living Translation, though. Ephesians 3, verse 1 through 10. Mm. And this is God's mystery plan revealed. God himself has revealed this. This is his mystery plan. It's Paul speaking. When I think of all of this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the benefit of you Gentiles, assuming, by the way, that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to you Gentiles. Mm -hmm. As I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mystery plan to me. As you read what I've written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to the previous generation, but now by his spirit, he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. Get this. God did not reveal it previously through the generations, but now by his spirit, he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. And this is God's plan, he says. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the richest inheritance by Christ's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. By Christ's grace and mighty power, I've been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. The endless treasures Mm. available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mystery plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning, which is the redemptive plan. Christ is salvation to all nations. (laughs) this is the mystery plan that Christ the incarnated word would come and be in the flesh and dwell in this earth among men and experience all of their infirmities and affliction and then you would have the opportunity to partake in his divine nature and now you are beloved been born of begotten of Christ now yourselves this was and is the mystery plan of God. Salvation. <laughs> Glory. Christ Ooh. is salvation to mm. all nations. Jew and Gentile are one new man and the Messiah. He said, this has been hidden. It has to be revealed. Come on. We, we have no clue. The whole time I've been uh, going to a gathering prior to walking ministry, I had no clue that Jew and Gentile, we are the one new man, the new creation, and the Messiah. And what has been revealed is that the mystery plan of the redemption is that 
Christ Jesus is now available to all nations. It won't at first. Well, it, in his book, it always has been, but it won't reveal. Verse 10, I didn't get through that. Uh, <laughs> Christ's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom. And what an infinite wisdom that was. In its rich varieties to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. He used us as part of that plan, as that part of that redemptive plan to bring Christ to the earth. So you could see how you are to be victorious. Because he would experience everything that you would experience. And he would be a successor. And you too could be that. Because you've now been born of God. You've been born from above. You're no longer born from your earthly parents anymore. Can I ask you, mm-hmm. can I attack just a little mm-hmm. bit right there? And it said, God's purpose and all was to use the church, which mm-hmm. is the ecclesia, which is the called out ones. Mm-hmm. And y'all know the Old Testament is always a, a titan shadow of the new, right? So what did he do to Abraham? He called him out from that world. He pulled him out. And you know from his line, this is where the Hebrews and all this came from. Okay. I'm just saying, it's, if you see it there, and he, we're in the new now. If you see it there, you've got to see it in a type and a shadow in the old. All right? To call that one, had to call him out. Just like you, been called out, but you're out of the world, but you, you're still in it, but you're mm-hmm. not of it anymore. You're, you're, you're not of it anymore. That blew my mind. It did. But that's a revelation that um, I actually received when I was... And I hadn't read that chapter. I was, it's been probably about maybe 20 years ago. And I had my sister come to me. Uh, she, she brought up a apostolic. And anyone know about apostolic? God bless you. <laughs> apostolic is, hey, hey, I love them. Uh, is that they tend to come at you, everything is fire and brimstone. You're going to hell. Everything about <laughs> you, your nail polish, you going to hell. You know, you, you know. Uh, dress too short. Dress too short. Make you can't cut on. your, everything, everything you're doing, you can't go to the movies, you're going to go to hell. And um, <laughs> she came to me one, one evening because I was going to a Baptist church. So obviously they feel like you're going anywhere else. You're not going to be saved. You, so I'm still a sinner going to a Baptist church because I'm not apostolic. So she came to me and she said, um, you got to have the Holy Ghost. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you're going to hell. Just like that. Like, and she, she ended up saying, you're going straight to hell. There you go. I'm like, was there any detours? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, <laughs> I was like, man, dang, that was real harsh. And um, I, I've always res- respect my sister. In the office of a, a prophet, I respect her as a woman, first of all, just a woman of God. And I said, and I mean, I was, she, she literally was screaming at me. And uh, mm. <laughs> like, man, and at the time, you know, my husband was like, I mean, I, why don't you kick her out the house? I mean, that was just, he really thought I should have kicked her out the house. That's how rude she was. I said, no. I said, um, <laughs> I said, no. I said, no. Um, I, th- I said, God was saying something. Through her, she didn't know how to articulate it. I could still, through her, the what could be perceived as being rude and so harsh, I could still hear the love of God behind all of that. And so I said, "Well, God, what?" I said, "What were you trying? What were you saying through her that she couldn't articulate to me?" 
I said, because I respect. So when you really, when you know, when you can discern a woman, a man of God, <laughs> you respect that office. You respect, I respect the fact that you are a saint. And if you have something to say, Rahaj, you have a word from God, I respect and I'm ready to receive because we're part of the body. Right. I can't neglect another part of my body. And so I, I honor and I revere and I respect. And we should. We don't, do, we don't do that. We don't discern the body. And so when she said all that and then she, she left, I was like, man, what do I do with that? And um, I sat there and I said, Lord, I said, I, I said, I believe she's a woman of God. I believe that you called her. I said, what I can't understand was what you were saying through her to me. And um, I said, I just want to know you. I said, I know I'm saved. I said, I didn't question that. I said, I know I have your Holy Spirit. I said, but what was she trying to say? This whole thing, you got to be sealed. You got to be sealed with the Holy Ghost. You got to be sealed. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Her delivery was a little <laughs> rough, but she was right. The word of God said, with love and kindness have I drawn all men to me. I guess with whatever you can still draw me. I just, it's the word. So the word is still what draws me. Amen. Because I receive the word as love and kindness, not how it was presented. Thank you. And um, so as I'm asking these questions, I said, so what do I, I said, what do I do? I said, I just want, I said, I really want to know you. That was my, that was my my response to what she said, I said, I want to know you. Because you got people telling you so many things about God and what you're not doing, what you should do, and all these yeah. other things. You, you just go to God. And that's what I did. And I'm sitting there literally in the middle of my kitchen floor, and I got the Bible. And I, I'm sitting in the middle of the floor. And I said, I just, I just want to know you. And immediately, I didn't want trying to sum him up or, you know, stir myself up to get to a place in God. I simply said, I want to know you. And so, Surprisingly, instantly, Lauren, he said, to know me is to know my word. And I, but I understood that as not to quote your word, because I've seen people do that. Thank you. And they can't, they're not living it. So he said, to know me is to know my word. Mm -hmm. Didn't get the revelation of that. So I just, I said, so I said, well, God, wherever this falls on, come here, open the word now and go in here. So he said, know you to know your word. He went, he he took me into the gospel of Matthew 28, 19. Talks about being baptized. Go ye all in nations, you know, and compel those to come in. He said, then to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So I said, what? Go here. That's okay. Didn't mean anything to me that night. Could have been about a week or so later. I'm sitting there watching TV. And the voice of the Lord came to me. I'm watching TV. He said, what did I say to Peter? I'm like, what? First of all, I didn't even, I never start, stopped to, to say, is that me or is it God? I, that was just never me. I just knew it wasn't me because I'm watching TV. <laughs> so he says, what did I say to Peter? I said, well, and I talked to God like this. I said, you know what you said to Peter? <laughs> so I didn't figure I had to answer him. I said, well, you say it. Who did they say I am? And Peter said, some leave you Elijah from the dead, you John the Baptist. He said, yeah, Peter, but who do you say that I am? He said, how do you know me? How do you perceive me, Raj? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've been brought up in church. You, 
and your, your, your grandmother taking you, been with different people, but who do you know me as? Who do you know me as? And um, Paul, I mean, um, Peter simply said, he said, you're the Christ. He said, you're the true and living God. He said, no man, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you except the Father. But the Father was in heaven. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. He said, you just received a revealed word that was hidden before the foundations of this world. He received the secret of the redemptive plan. He said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. You received a revealed word from God, from the Father. He said to his apostles, and of course he was an apostle, Mm -hmm. and uh, and the the prophets, that he would reveal it to them. Amen. And when he did, after he said that, he, I was like, he said, upon that, I will build, he said, I'm going to build my church upon this revelation. Petro, rock, mm-hmm. solid. I'm going to build all who would believe upon this revelation. And, revelation. and the revelation is that Jesus Christ is the true and living God. Mm. And there's no way to be saved except through him. I'm going to build my people upon that revelation. It was a revealed word. Christ himself is the revealed word. This is what's not happening. In the church, what's not happening is that men and women of God are not preaching the revealed word. And I'm going to give you a prime example of the word being revealed and the word being manifested. Uh, Friday. The pastor was teaching. 7.30. At 7.30 he was teaching. And Al read Matthew 16. Mm-hmm, 16. Mm-hmm. 18, 19. Mm-hmm. And that had to deal with. That was actually what you just did. So you mm-hmm. see when you're in the spirit, right out the there. body, in the body, there I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so when you, you read that, and then at the very end, see, I saw that as a manifested word. But then. At the end, when Pastor got finished, he was near ending what he was going to say. He was, as he was teaching, I heard earthly knowledge. Just like when you initially hear the word of God, you're informed, you hear information. But it, it doesn't reach a place in you so it can grow. But then I realized it was shift. Then I heard. See, the Kabbalah can come on you. While you're sitting and receiving the word, the revealed word of God. When you receive the revealed word of God, the Kabbalah walks up to you and you hear. Mm. And Mm. I heard, I heard BK, I heard God himself speak through pastor. And I saw, and then I saw, Mm -hmm. I saw the supernatural on the natural. I saw the supernatural on his knowledge. And when I, I heard and I saw the supernatural on your knowledge, I received information that I couldn't normally receive because I hate science. I hate history. And it brought an illumination and an insight with the study that he was doing. It, caused, it brought me to a place, and everyone is capable of doing this because you have his spirit. He brought me to a very intelligent place in him. 
And so I'm not getting sleepy. My head is not hurting. I'm not thinking about I'm ready to go because mm-hmm. I'm in him. I was in a very intelligent place in him. He was engaged. But that comes forth when there is a revealed word being taught. And it causes a person to grow. It causes, this is what it causes for your spirit to happen. It causes your spirit to be not stirred up, but to be stimulated. Go ahead. Go activated. Go ahead. And also, it, uh, it's, it accelerates your spirit. Your spirit gets accelerated. It, because at times where you are hearing more earthly things, this is what gets you excited. This is what stimulates you, things of the world. Mm-hmm. But the word of God doesn't stimulate you. You don't, you don't, nothing about you speeds up. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Get to talking about something you're excited about. You can't shut a person up. Blah, 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 blah. See, mm-hmm. Pastor, you, can't, you got him going. He wants more to say because you know what? His spirit has been stimulated, activated, also accelerated. And this is what's not happened to us. Your spirit is not being stimulated. It's not being activated. It's not being accelerated. Right. Mm-hmm. What is revelation? First of all, could we talk a little bit about? We got ten minutes, so I'm gonna do my best in ten. Is that uh, the two types of knowledge? Is that your earthly knowledge and your revealed spiritual knowledge? We know what our sense and earthly knowledge is. It's with your five senses, and yep. you know you've been led by your own mind, emotions, and things like that. So, what is our revealed spiritual knowledge? First of all, revelation is this: it demands change. Good God. <laughs> revelation demands change. When you receive revelation, it demands for you to change. You have, no, you, have no, you have no choice except to change when you receive revelation. Mm-hmm. It's something being removed that was covered. You discover when there's revelation. And when you discover something, you get excited because it wasn't there at first. You find something that, you know, that's okay, why you he find says, some money him. in your coat pocket. Let's go there. That's why he said seek him like he was hidden treasure. <laughs> yeah. Because you get excited yeah. when you get some treasure. <laughs> so you do. You get excited. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you some money mm-hmm. in your coat pocket. It wasn't there. 20, where this $20 mm-hmm. came from? All right. Mm-hmm. Get it's excited. exciting. Like you, get then you like start you to look for more, right? There you go. You start to look for more. You start to look for more. Go and go get your yeah, other coat right. pockets, your pant pockets, shaking stuff out. Maybe something in my car. Mm-hmm. Start turning over your seat pillows, everything. But he said, seek me like I was that. Hidden treasure. And he is just that. Mm. So revelation, it, it manifests something that was hidden. That's what it does. Amen. Something that was hidden. Temporarily. It comes directly from Holy Spirit. Mm. It comes directly from Holy Spirit. See, that's value in what you just said right there. Mm-hmm. If, if you're, you know, true believers, yeah. Revelation is valuable. Yes. Mm-hmm. To my spirit. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Because what it does for my spirit. That's right. It accelerates. And this is what's happening Stimulate. with us now is that we're not being stimulated, not our spirit. Mm-hmm. Your flesh in a lot of churches is being stimulated. Oh, yeah. Spiritual knowledge of God and his ways. This is what it does. It impels us. It's an impelling force that drives us forward. The reveal word. Mm-hmm. It's an impelling force that drives you forward. You can't stay in your current situation. Because <laughs> the Holy Spirit impels you from the inside out to go forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why he said compel them to come in. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yes. It doesn't require time to learn. I was trying to explain this to Pastor the other day. 
And I was like, man, because God, when God deals with you a certain way, it's kind of hard to articulate. Yep. Because it's your exclusive it relationship. to you the way you understand. Mm-hmm. Each of us. Amen. And so I was saying this, but I said, it, it's biblical. I know this because he told me. Mm-hmm. I just got to find <laughs> where it's written. That's right. And so I'm saying it's um, to learn spiritually. Like I said, it's not deep. It's instant. And I kept saying, there got to be a shortcut. Not that there's a shortcut to God, but it's not reading all these books. I'm an advocate for education. I'm an advocate for reading. Y'all know I am, right? Yep. But what I'm not about is wasting time. And people have books for a certain reason. You need that for um, some reference yourself or maybe want to share with someone else. But for your own person, you know, relationship with God, he can talk directly to you about what you want to answer for. Show you and word. he can give it to you instant. Believe it or not, he can, it's no long wait. You're not asking, about, okay, well, when I'm going to get married, these type things. No, I'm talking about knowledge. You, you, you just want go, knowledge. Go I, like I said, I said, Lord, uh, I, want, I want to know you. And about him. Instantly, he said, to know me is to know my word. That's about him. So learning spiritually is instant. It can be instant. Learning spiritually is reading between the lines. And I, I was doing that not knowing that I was doing that. And so for me, that I believe that what helped my growth to be so much faster is that I'll read the word of God and I'll question him. You too? You too? I heard that. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it's good. You have, to, you have to question because it's what the uh, great Bereans did. Yep. They examined the word. They scrutinized yeah. the word the, so that they would prove whether the validity of the word was true. That was kind of high. True. Um, so anyway. <laughs> Not like a bird. Anyway. <laughs> bird? It's not like a bird. Barely. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, we like to have fun. So let me get back (laughs) to the teaching. (laughs) Revelation is a fragment of divine knowledge that was not previously known. It's it's a piece of knowledge. Good. We learn in part. That's right. You prophesy in part. Amen. The consequences of our lack of uh, the revealed word. So if we're not being taught the revealed word, this is what happened. So the light of revelation itself is put out and you're in darkness. So you're reading the word, you're praying, you're worshiping, but you can't see. You can't see what God is saying because he's not being revealed. Every time you come to the gathering, Christ has to be revealed to you. If it's all about you, it is not Christ. And that's what happened a lot of times. It's all about me. Without the revealed knowledge of God, people are out of control. Good. Excellent. You have no morals. Anything goes. Out of control. What seems to be right is wrong, and what's wrong is right. right. Evil, good, good, evil. Where there's no vision, the people perish. Where there's no word, Thank you. The people perish. Where there is no revealed word of God, the people perish. Mm. Mm. Where there is no revealed word of God, people are out of control. Without prophecy, the people become demoralized. There's no divine communication. People are lost. They're without destiny. 
They have no purpose without the revealed word of God. You're trying to find purpose, trying to find destiny, and you're not hearing. This is why you have to constantly hear not only a word, a logos word, but the revealed word of God. Christ has to be revealed to you every time that you come to the gathering. Be reminded that when it comes to being a carrier of the presence of God, you should be hearing from him about whatever issue, concern that you have. But most of all, consider yourself to be a servant of God. How can I better serve you? And serving him, all of these things that you're concerned about will be added. And I realized the most important thing that we are not really asking God when it comes to the things that we think we need is that we, we're not asking for a, a peaceful mind. We're not asking for peace. Peace brings stability. Amen. Peace brings and builds a strong fortress. Your foundation is strong. Peace. Peace. Because that has, you have laid that to be your solid foundation. This is why he says, I haven't left you peace of this world, but I've left you my peace, my shar shalom. Yes. That surpasses all of your problems, all of your concerns. And my peace causes you to stand when you feel like falling. It causes you to keep going when you want to stop. It causes you to laugh when you feel like crying. But it be a genuine joy laughter. Filled with answers and fellowship and, and, and good tidings. Your laugh would be filled with my word. This is why I go and I, I laugh now. Because this is, this is a laughter of joy. Because I have an understanding of what God has given me. Amen. We have to take full charge of the call. You've been laid out, called out to serve God. Amen. You have not been called out to serve yourself. This is why you're most miserable in some of your life. Because you're still trying to serve yourself. Or serve your spouse. Or serve your children. This is why I think sometimes that my kids may have not understood their mom. I think they definitely got a good understanding of her probably now. During this time and season. Is that I've, I've truly learned a secret. Is that when it comes to the word of God. I apply what I've learned. And not only that. I've learned something very valuable from my father. And that was peace. That was that when anything happened, he wasn't moved by it. He wasn't shaken by it. Because when you are not at peace, I can't focus. I can't think. As much as I love my children, if I, if I go there mentally where you're at, how can I help you? So it may appear that mom is not loving. She's not more nurturing, more caring. Is that if mom go where you're at, baby we'll both be destroyed. Mm -hmm. And for me to help you, I have to maintain my peace. Maintain your peace, mom, dad. Don't go to where they're at. 
stay in the high place in his presence. This is my place of safety. Mm-hmm. No one may understand why you respond to certain situations and circumstances. And they don't have to. I have to stay in a place of safety for my sake and for yours, for those that I love. Mm-hmm. And know this, Cindy. You can't go as much. And we love our spouse. We love our children. We love whoever you love. Mom, you love them grandbabies. But what we can't do, first of all, that you can't love them is great, greater than God. And they're a gift to God. Think as Hannah did. She said, if you just give me a son, I, I'll give him back to you to serve you for the rest of his days. You'll be destroyed. Pastor, you, you'll be destroyed going there. And I, I, I can't go there. I've learned that through my life experience and with my mother and, her grand, and my grandmother. Is that with their children, they went there where they were at. And they shortened both of their days. Mm-hmm. My mom died at 48. That's way too young to have a massive heart attack. Because we, we go there. Same for you, Hodge, with your babies. And you love them deeply. I do anything. Get those babies safe. But you can't protect them the way that God can. Your prayers. Know this today that they're more valuable than than when you actually wrap your arms around them to hold them. You pray. And try to protect them from a bullet. Or a person who will try to bring danger to life. Your prayers go where you can't go. Because sometimes you can't be where they are. And if you, I'm not saying that you don't because I know you love them. But if you really love them, go deeper in prayer. Amen. Amen. Go deeper in prayer, people of God. Because some things that you can't do with your hands and with your own intellect. And your strength. And in your strength. But the prayers Prayers. of the righteous avail as much. Dynamic in their worship.